Chapo Trap House Street Fight. Thank you for coming to the hideout. Hello, friends. Chicago. Are you out there? Fair warning, I might have to get up and pee at some point. Just go in the alleyway. Take advantage of it. We don't have it at any of our other live shows. I'm I'm a gentleman. That was one of my favorite things to do when I lived here was piss in alleyways, sinks and other places. My only hope is that I sweat so much up here that it basically dehydrates out my bladder. That was my third favorite thing to do, urine osmosis. That's what you called nightlife when you asked how this will come here. Yeah. You know, first level of gamer, pissing in a two-liter pop bottle. <laughs> Highest level of gamer, urine osmosis, that you use your <laughs> wicking technology to spray into the air around you. That's what compression pants are for. Yeah. You can shit in compression pants and it'll, like, just wick it'll, all the, the shit away. microfabric yeah. will wick it all away. Yeah. How do you think Usain Bolt got that fast? <laughs> Hello, Chicago. Uh, uh, how you doing? How many of y'all came here for the little convention conference? Yeah? Uh, that guy. That yeah, guy. The only my one. man, no. My, my man in the Jacobin <laughs> t-shirt. It... Yo, why my man's shirt so blue? <laughs> So, uh, you already know, my name is Will Meneker, and joining me as always, Felix Biederman. Hi, everyone. Matt Christman. Hello, folks. And Virgil, Texas. Hey, how are you? And we are Chapo Wild Trap House. Wild Stallions. What? <laughs> Wild st- <laughs> God damn it. Warn me that we're changing it back to Chapo Trap House, because we all agreed back there that we were changing it to Wild Stallions. I thought we were going to be great white tonight. (laughs) That is the 57th great white joke we've told during a live show. So uh, we are uh, thrilled to be in Chicago. We've had a a great time this week uh, hanging out and uh, being at the convention. Avoiding all of your most disgusting local delicacies. (laughs) My worst, uh, my worst result was against Malort. I sadly succumbed to screaming red-faced peer pressure to take two shots on two consecutive nights to my vast chagrin. First night, the guy's like looking at me like, do it. And I, and I had done it before, but it, this was back in January, and you really don't remember pain. It, it's a lot like childbirth in that way. And it, it, taking the Malort shot, you never remember it as being as bad as it was. So I was like, all right, fine, I'll try it again. I'm in Chicago, after all, it feels right. And it was just like, a, just my fucking mouth was being scoured by scorpion teeth. It was a nightmare. And I was like, this is the worst thing ever, I hated it. People were even saying, oh yeah, it's okay at the first part, but then it gets worse later. And I was like, no, it fucking sucks from the very beginning. And so I said, but then the next night, dude comes up to me and he's like, this guy is way into it, way more so than the other guy. And I was just like, okay, maybe... Maybe you get used to it. And no, you fucking don't. Well, I mean, people think Malord is especially terrible, but that's what all liquor is going to taste like when you go to hell for disobeying Allah's commands about liquor. 
I have avoided successfully both the deep dish garb pizza. Uh, tomato. Oh. Garbage Wait. can of tomato. Yeah. Drag him. Dragon Kings. <laughs> and the wretched, overstuffed, ridiculous Italian hot, or Chicago hot dog. Yeah, that's right. That's too much stuff. Queens, go after him. <laughs> Look, what are you hiding about the beef quality of this meat that you have to slather an entire salad bar on top of it to make it edible? No, Matt, I, I figured out the answer to this question because over the, like, the last 72 hours or so I've been in Chicago, that Chicago-style hot dog I had today was my only sources of vitamins, just from all of the pickles, peppers, relish, on the hot, and tomato on the hot dog. Here's a tip, though. So I don't have scurvy anymore because of the Chicago-style hot dog. For anybody who's from out of town and is just visiting a few more days and you might be tempted to eat a Chicago dog, here's how you do it. You take it from the person who offered it to you. You turn and you hold it over a garbage can. <laughs> then you turn it upside down. You let all that crap fall off of it, and then you eat it. Well, see, Matt is not used to the, uh, any of the Chicago I'm triggering style. an immense number of snowflakes tonight. Yeah. Look at how, None look, of these people like logic or reason. Uh, look, look Matt, the, Matt, uh, Matt is used to uh, Cincinnati, like greater Ohio cuisine. He got his hot dog and he was upset that there wasn't any low-grade like MRE chili you could put on it. <laughs> oh, why isn't there some half-dried macaroni on this and cream cheese that somebody sat on? <laughs> This is, uh, this is great crowd work. We have the heel and the, 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 ba the face over here. Yes. That's right, Chicago! Your food ways are bullshit! I'm uh, CM Bunk. Come Maniac Bunk. <laughs> All right, well, I don't want to waste uh, too much time before uh, bringing out our guests uh, for this show. I think you already know. I'm talking about them Street Fight Boys. And Brian, let's bring him out. Hey guys, how you doing? I like the pizza here, everybody. Thank you, coward. Ass kissing coward. I called it pizza too. It's not like and it I posted even pizza. It's a trough you lick tomato sauce out. <laughs> like cattle. what a shock that me and Virgil are the only people using real logic. Virgil, Virgil has a seventy eight percent liquid diet. Like he's not. I, I eat ranch on all my pizza. That enhances the flavor really well. You know what I had? I had uh, a Cincinnati style hot chicken pizza. And it had what? chunks of fried chicken, jalapenos, and, <laughs> and ranch dressing. What is Cincinnati about fried chicken and pizza? Yeah, it's what we like. Was this one of those Food Network shows where they're like, yeah, we're going to throw a bunch of shit at a dartboard that has the ingredients on it, uh, and a man with frosted tips cooks it for you? It was, uh, it was uh, diners, drive-ins, and crimes. <laughs> So anyway, Street Fight Boys, what's going on? These are our first time, long times, but yeah. you already know that. Yeah, hell yeah. Brent and Brian. Blood in, blood out. Yeah. <laughs> How's everybody doing tonight? That was cheap. Okay, we got a second out of that. <laughs> we, we almost didn't make it to the convention, actually. Uh, we were, go we were, were working on a show and stuff, but then earlier this week, someone said we could have some free corn tickets. And that kind of... 
was like, drive to Cincinnati or drive to Cleveland and see corn or go to the DSA convention. <laughs> so we decided on corn. And then one day later, Will was like, do you guys want to do this show with us? And we're like, yeah, yeah, but we're still going to go to corn. <laughs> <laughs> I think it made for a very instructive weekend, at the end of which you can say, uh, you know who the real freak on a leash is? Capitalism. <laughs> <laughs> well, I was going to say, like, the, the, the decision to go to corn. Uh, only proves that we are, in fact, just appropriating the whole dirtbag left thing from you guys. Yeah, they are the originators. <laughs> the ori yeah, the godfathers over here. Uh, it felt so good to be there because people would have a... Sh on their shirt, it would say, fuck you, I'm taken. And I was like, okay. So, someone said your, god, it said your god is a fucking lie. Just it, yeah. emblazoned on a t-shirt. And I think the best thing about it was the end of the show. Because the last thing Jonathan Davis said at the end of the show to us was, I hope you motherfuckers have a safe and incredible evening. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was fantastic to be called a fucker over and over yeah. again. I, felt uh, like I would a just like fucker. to underscore that sentiment to all of you motherfuckers. Yeah. Yeah, Please, you fuckers. Have, that's what metal guys do. They just call you fuckers. And it really makes you feel like part of the crew. Yeah. I feel like we're missing out on that in our. That sentence, yeah, we should be more abusive yeah. to, you, to you pigs. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that that uh, sentence takes you on such a roller coaster ride. And it starts with, listen, you motherfuckers. And you're like, oh. I hope you have a safe and incredible evening. Ah. The concert that Brent and Brian at. They least amount of people who love drama and fake people in North America. <laughs> no one there likes any of that stuff. No drama. Listen up, you motherfuckers. When you get home tonight, I want you to pet your dog or cat. Tell them they're a good boy, asshole. Tell your kids you love them and don't forget to set your alarm clock. <laughs> It's, it's like almost like an Eric Garland thing where you, you do like a compound swear and you're like, listen, you fucking douche-waffle ass clown. Don't forget that uh, we're going to persist. Well, uh, uh, Brian, when you, were, when you were telling me about the, uh, the corn concert experience and, you know, you, you were a, a huge corn fan right. and for a long time, so yeah. So, so you, you've, see, you've had the corn live experience before, but maybe not in a while. And you said in the intervening time period, you've gone to all of these sort of like garage rock, Black Lips, King Con style concerts where you're like the most dangerous guy in the pit. I'm the biggest fucking <laughs> guy, you know? But when I used to go see corn, I was 115 pounds. And like in the pit, I thought somebody was just going to take me and break me over their fucking knee the whole time. <laughs> And, and so, like, I go to these King Con shows and shit, and I can just walk right to the front, and all these skinny people bounce off of me, and it feels fucking great. I feel like the king of the audience. So I was like, I'm going to be the fucking toughest. I'm going to be a tough guy in that corn pit. These people are going to be fucking afraid of me now. And, I, dude, <laughs> it's not true. That's what, that's what happened to me, you know, when uh, I had a lot of experience, like, being the rowdiest dude at the Capitol Step shows. <laughs> and then I, then I went to Hamilton, and they were just way more hardcore than me. For me, it was a big experience, because when I was 10, there was a kid that moved into town, and basically his dad found out he had an illegitimate kid, and all of a sudden he shows up. 
and he listens to Megadeth, and he listens to Corn, and he plays Magic the Gathering. And he was like, a, he taught me the ways of like dark music. <laughs> he what? thought you. He taught you it was okay to be weird. Yes. <laughs> and Corn, and so at the time I couldn't get to the show, and this time, during Blind, I actually got to mosh, but. I had no chance in hell of staying on my feet in that mosh pit. Turns out stand-up comedy doesn't prepare you for a mosh pit as much as stand- carrying bags of shingles onto the top of the <laughs> Yeah, I ended up with a stubbed finger and a blood blister on my nutsack. <laughs> I don't know how you get anything on your nutsack in the pit, guys. Like, Must have got a scrape or something. Somebody's fucking, like... Buzzed hair went under his nuts or something, maybe? Nah, that's real metal. You wear a button fly, you thread one of your nuts through uh, three undone buttons. That's Punish like, me! Yeah. <laughs> Safely! <laughs> and incredibly! Like, an incredible night is such a fucking, like, PTO thing to say. <laughs> your thing, that's you what know? Michael Buble says. Like, <laughs> So uh, yeah, I know. Maybe uh, we could uh, maybe we could examine your testicles and sort of crowdsource uh, normal uh, stuff. A, a treatment I'll, right now. I'll be around. I'll be around <laughs> after the show. Uh, see him after the show. If uh, any uh, doctors in the house. Yeah, let us know if that's cancer or just a blood blister or whatever, guys. <laughs> it might have been a tick, to be honest. <laughs> yo, God. yo, I'm just saying right now. If uh, Brett has cancer, I shouldn't be alone right now. <laughs> I've known Brett. Online and in real life for a combined, uh, like, four years. And that's like, yeah, I just, uh, I feel very afraid right now. Does anybody think he could have got scabies in the corn pit? Is that a possibility? Yes. There were some long toenails in there that probably had some bacteria on them. So many fucking... Yeah, guys. you got ringworm, dude. <laughs> there was a guy with no shoes and just mud caked up to his knees. <laughs> He had me put it. A guy came up to me and said, are you wearing shoes? <laughs> and I said, yes. And he said, can you step on this cigarette for me? And I looked down and he had fucking Argyle socks on in the mosh pit. <laughs> yeah, you guys, you got cholera, dudes. They also had a Guy Fieri burger stand there, which then led me to think that Corn should have add Guy Fieri to the band. He, like, fits perfectly with those guys. No, he should be in a Slipknot and wear a mask, but with the hair just, like, coming out the top. All of this is very funny, but we all know that the exact musical analog of Guy Fieri is the Smash Mouth guy. <laughs> that is a scientific fact. Truth they are great. the same person. They are each other's sons. Church and Tabernacle. So that is a closed case. Uh, The debate portion of the proceedings has ended. We're moving forward to new business. Yeah, they've they've had enough of that. They've they've been through hell. They're trying to experience a little bit of heaven at the moment. But I'm glad we're here. I'm glad we made it to the convention. I've just been like following it all online and talking to really drunk people in the evenings about it. You guys are all mad about something, right? Is everybody in this room mad about like one thing? Yeah. They wouldn't be socialists if they weren't mad at something. Come on. The important thing is that we all come together and have a shared experience of being angry in real life rather than yeah. just online all the time. You know, it doesn't matter if we support uh, NPC guy, officer cop, or personally donated money to his campaign as I did. 
I, I used to. <laughs> I I used to. I'm think, the heel now. <laughs> I used to think the DSA was, you know, kind of, I don't know, maybe some bullshit. You know, it's just some people fucking around online harassing like Al Giordano or Sadie Doyle or whatever. Uh, but then I came here to this convention, and it's like you can abuse each other in real life yeah. just as good. I've had, I've had several thorough beatings since I've been here. Yeah, I've been seeing, I've been seeing like people, I've seen the word like, this thing got fucking ramrodded through right in front of us with no debate. And it's like... He's talking about a hot dog. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I got the most like passive aggressive dickhead uh, attempt at like a dig ever here. It was like, it was Olympian. And I think it only in a politically charged environment could anybody think to do something like this guy came up to me and he took, shook my hand and says oh you're mad for the chapo and I said yeah and he goes oh yeah you're the, you're the most tolerable one of them who said that who and said that and then he just walks away <laughs> fan favorite Matt Christmas <laughs> give him a round of applause everybody yeah. most tolerable folks love that boy love that boy I uh, look. I've had my problems at the convention too. Uh, the other night, the ping in my hotel room was intolerable. <laughs> I got killed by the same guy thirteen times in a game of operations. I have, just have don't it, see how we're gonna build socialism <laughs> under these conditions. It's not always the lag time. <laughs> look, I take accountability for all my mistakes. All right, we are. You know what we're doing? We're taking a tour of South Korea. We're going to do shows for all of the people over there in uh, teaching English in yeah. Seoul, trying to get laid. <laughs> and we're going to have you play with the finest, fastest broadband in the world, which is in South Ooh. Korea. And if you don't have like a dramatically better kill-to-death ratio, then you have been proven uh, a falsifier. Is that fair? All right. Yeah. Do you think that's fair? I'm ready. I'm ready See, to I'll live up to everything. See, you in Pyongyang. <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, uh, so, so we're all, you know, we're, we're here for the convention. We came to the, the Democratic Socialists of America convention, and I think, like, it's gotten some media coverage. You know, we're certainly covering it, but sort of the word uh, socialism is sort of uh, percolating. It's becoming uh, in, in vogue again, or in the media, they have to address it, and they have to talk about it. And uh, I don't give a shit about any of that. Uh, but what I, what I do care about is memes, and I, I, I want to talk to, uh, to Brett and Brian about um, socialism via right-wing memes. You guys... I don't know if you're familiar, but, but uh, Brian is sort of like the, uh, an amazing archivist, a sort of ar- archaeologist I was... of, of, of Facebook group a memes. Yes, yeah, exactly. If I was going to quit Facebook, was the thing if <laughs> Brett refused to not communicate me through with me through Messenger. So I was like, you know what, fuck it. If I see a page, I'm gonna like it. And I'm gonna like every single page I see. I remember it was like, actually almost about a year ago when we were in Philly uh, for the well, all together for the first time. And one of my highlights from the trip there was being able to sit next to you and watch you scroll through your Facebook timeline in real life because it is like you have to put on like a welding mask before you look at it because it is a just a sewer. It's it's well, and the other thing is I don't like delete old friends that I hate either. So it's like <laughs> I have this Nazi guy on there right now that like. Every three days, he's like, can you get me a ride somewhere? He's asking for a ride. I don't do it that often. 
<laughs> the, week, the weekly cycle is I need a ride. I need some money. I'm going to fuck you up. Why did my girlfriend leave me? <laughs> that, 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 that's just Ohio, though. Yeah. That's not, that doesn't have to do with being that's a like Nazi. The, that's like John Kasich's weekly address. <laughs> <laughs> From the governor's yeah. mansion. Yeah. Oh, God, jeez, folks. I got, it's been a hell of a week. It's been a real roller coaster. I got 72 hours clean. <laughs> <laughs> but, um... I, I, I want to ask, like, you know, I, I, what, like, the, the, the view of socialism, not, not from within our, our comrades or even from uh, the libs, but particularly, like, the sort of, I feel like the, the right wing feels they have to kind of address it. They have to, they have to tilt at it in meme form. It's beautiful, yeah, actually. So, yeah, I, yeah I, like, I, I have to say, I am very involved in, the, in family, like, country family, and they've already started with, like, they won't be socialists long after they have to share a toothbrush. <laughs> Joke's like, on you. I already do that. What a delightful piece of mimetic warfare. Mm, yeah. I doff my cap to you, good sir. Yeah, I, I don't brush my teeth. Right, I like... Uh, next. <laughs> I like... Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, we're, we're working in the lab every day on how to counter the Turning Points USA memes. They're like, <laughs> They're it's like, it's like a, the propaganda yeah. value of Charlie Kirk's gums cannot yeah. be overstated. It's like, dude, I see, I see a picture of Bernie Sanders, and it's like, everyone should uh, have health care. And then it's Charlie Kirk and his face that's 30% mouth. And he's like, uh, he's like, oh, really? How would you like it if you went to your job and you didn't get paid? <laughs> And it's like, ah, oh, fuck, I didn't think about that. I'm just glad that Eugene Toombs from that X-Files episode has found steady work. <laughs> I love seeing Ben Stein at the bottom <laughs> as the guy that you're like, oh, fuck, this guy's sage. <laughs> After they Photoshop like a really diverse J.C. Penny ad into it. <laughs> yeah, it is like a lot of you guys are using apps you're not supposed to use, I think, is what it's really boiled down yeah. to. How many uh, took Viz, Get, or uh, Waver uh, here Viber. today? Viber, I think Viber. Viber. Yeah. Viber. Any Vibers in the crowd? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. My, my man hey, know about hey, Viber. Hey, you're crossing a picket line. I have to address this. <laughs> look, look, I promise. Sorry to stop the Attack show. Him. I promise. You'll stop this goofy out right now. <laughs> I promise that I will delete Viber from my phone as soon as I get my phone out of my asshole. <laughs> Well, no, Viber... Let me get off, and then I will delete it for good. Matt, you're doing it all wrong. Viber is the app that lets you control the vibrating egg that you insert into your asshole no, or the, no, vagina. The phone, the phone works, too. Trust me. <laughs> and it lets you control the uh, frequency at which it vibrates from anywhere in the country. I give one to my wife every time we go to a dinner party. <laughs> well, you can't use it anymore because it was developed by the IDF. <laughs> It was and the, you're, you're basically, when you voted for the DSA's rev, uh, resolution to do Holocaust 2, <laughs> you, you gave up your right to use, to use Fuckler. Uh, uh, flip tip top. Yeah, flip top. Yeah, flip top. Tingler. Uh, tingler. Yeah, and uh, uh, child buyer. <laughs> you gave up all that shit. B-U-Y-R. <laughs> you know that... Uh, that that egg we were talking about, it, the first, it's, it was the final production of the Iron Dome project. <laughs> hey, you like drill? You like at drill on Twitter? Funny guy? Sorry. IDF. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, no joke, no joke. If I found out that Drill was like either a Nazi or an, like an IDF Hasbara guy, I would d- deeply have to re- question everything about my identity. <laughs> I built so much of my worldview and like linguistic toolkit around Drill to that if I found out that he's some like mutant monster, is gonna just I'm gonna have to start from scratch. <laughs> And I just don't have the energy for that. Well, I mean, that's why I'm lucky, you know. I built my world around my artistic heroes, Terry Richardson. <laughs> uh, Jimmy Savile. Jimmy Savile, Roman Polanski, and it's like, American, I'm good, man. The, that, uh, that guy, Hor- Ta- Dov Charney, the horny... The, the American Apparel. Yeah, the horny, Not, yeah, the well, horny clothier. Dov Charney actually bought the first... Dov Charney in the horny haberdasher. <laughs> Dov Charney actually bought our first set of mics. <laughs> But uh, aside from uh, uh, <laughs> disgraced artists and uh, clothing merchants, um, the, uh, the the sort of like the, uh, the the stock arguments against socialism. This kind of uh, I don't know I th- what I call it's sort of like a this fake common sense. And uh, what, you know, we we mentioned turning po- toilet paper USA earlier. They're doing some really good work. And one of the things I saw is they have they have a couple ones that are like about uh, brands and, like, boycotting, like, certain products. And they're like, oh, so, like, you know, liberals, they'll, uh, they'll boycott uh, Chick-fil-A because of their homophobic chicken sandwiches, but yet they uh, patronize all these other giant corporations that are also uh, brutally exploitative. And it's just, like, the rundown on one side, you boycott all of these products because they're bad and awful and brutally exploitable, but you continue to use others that are the exact same thing. Yeah, hypocrite just, much. <laughs> oh. And I just sort of feel like you're almost getting it, right? <laughs> well, I think the newest thing, the real, the real thing that's going around on conservative Facebook right now is that Hollywood, the, uh, the summer movie season has been down. Mm-hmm. So they think that their boycott is working. <laughs> just, yeah. All of Hollywood... <laughs> <laughs> They're like, I'm, I'm not taking my family to see the emoji movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm only going to buy the 3D Blu-ray. Yeah. I will not go- we are not seeing the emoji movie until they put the gun emoji back in. <laughs> and, you can, and you can only select a white cop emoji. <laughs> we cleverly neg them into producing a Tarzan remake in the year 2016 <laughs> so that they could lose $200 million. <laughs> They were fucking cheering for that yesterday, though. They were like, because they, they don't want, they because people didn't see Planet of the Apes, which is a lib movie, which I also why is heard. It, why was, is that? A, why I, is it? I, I could not answer why that's a liberal movie. I, they, I have no idea, but they think. Because the army oppresses the apes. It like, makes the troops the bad guys. Oh, yeah. And Spider-Man is a liberal movie because Mary Jane is black yes. in that movie. Very so bad that, about that. Very having a black person that. is liberal. That's how they get you. <laughs> So I guess that's it, man. Hollywood's over. Uh, <laughs> nah, rip to you, Hollywood. Because 10%, because uh, uh, 0.1% of 38% of the country isn't going to as many movies anymore. Do they see anything, though? Can you guys think of any movies that they would go to the theater to see? Transformers. That's always oh, a yeah. good, solid pick. I, I check uh, the Kevin Sorbo page for new movies regularly and don't, don't get anything. <laughs> He's just selling 
he's just selling Thrive now, which is like a multi-level marketing scheme. It's like, fuck, what happened to Kevin Sorbo? There's no Hercules money at all? Oh, I, I know what movie they're going to see later this month. Matt, I showed you the trailer for this. I caught this article in uh, like Hollywood Reporter or something like that. It was from a year ago. This One of those you know, bullshit right-wing straight-to-DVD movies that are always like the promise of Christmas or bullshit like that. <laughs> it's, uh, I forget the name of it. It was like the treasure of the Constitution. Like no, in search of the Constitution. In search of it. Yeah, oh, where'd it go? And it's lost. In they were in search of Sasquatch. I thought Nicolas Cage was already in that movie. So they were filming this. Uh, this is like a privately funded bullshit. They were filming this down in uh, down in Georgia, just using like uh, students from the Savannah School of Art, and they were non-union. And they just, you know, they tra- that was the whole crew, and they treated the crew like shit. So IATSE, that's a crew union. They came in. They organized them. They walked off. The producer tried to call the cops on them. The cops told them to fuck off. So they put out a call for scabs. And IATSE told their union guys, uh, take these jobs and don't show up. Oh! The next day... Yeah. Hell yeah. The next day was a huge set piece. They had a crane. They had like a hundred extras there. They're all ready for the crew to show up. And they don't fucking show up. And the production collapses. <laughs> they, yeah, but wait a minute. We saw the trailer. They made something out of it. Yeah, they, they took whatever. It's a whatever movie where Ben Franklin moves to, like, comes to the future and helps the family <laughs> rediscover their love of the Constitution. And the thing about Ben Franklin, like with his hair and glasses in modern garb, is that he looks like a weed dealing retired art teacher. <laughs> is, is ben... You know, he's like he's like a dude who wears sandals all the time. A he's like, fish hey, bro. Fan. Well, oh. I, I do like the idea of Ben Franklin coming into the future, into our world, and just resuming his activities of. Electrocuting people and just running through French uh, yeah. married women. It's the ben, best is, moment is, is, uh, is that there is a moment where Ben Franklin, and he's portrayed as an old man. You know, he's an old man. He's in cotton dockers, but he's an old man. He disarms, he physically disarms a gunman. <laughs> Some guy's like got a gun in his face and it's like a robbery or something. Like, yeah, we've home invaded and we're going to kill you because we're, we hate the Second Amendment. <laughs> And Franklin, like, oh, and he just hits his arm, and the gun spins up, and he grabs it. Yeah, Ben, the founders of the Constitution, they invented Krav Maga. They had contact with the first Israelis who have lived in that place uh, for 18,000 years. We're, we're boycotting They, uh, they invented Cor- the Krav Maga with it. And then after Ben Franklin learned Krav Maga, he used it to protect himself from jealous husbands who weren't ready for a third in their marriage. <laughs> My favorite meme... Uh, is one that my cousin put on Facebook. He's a, he's a libertarian who believes everybody needs to stop whining and, and get a job like he did and who works for his father's company <laughs> that like signs people up for Medicare. Uh, his, he is a living contradiction and refutement of his own existence. But anyway, he's posted this meme and it's just a, it's like a folksy parable and it's a list of things that the government does to your cows. And it's like the big. The, there's they a number well. of them, and I don't. You know. I I've got two cows. Yeah, exactly. It's like you got two cows, and there's a bunch of different ones, but the two big ones are communism and republicanism. I think is what I put it in there. Is uh, if you got two cows, the socialists or the communists, one, they're going to take one of your cows. And you're only going to have one cow, and then it's going to die, and you're going to starve. But if you are in a free market system. You just milk the cows and you mate them together and you create an entire dynasty out of these two cows. And that's the difference between the programs. One can make you rich and the other one keeps you poor. And I was just thinking, okay, where the fuck did you get these cows in the first place? 
You're assuming the cows. And that's the entire false premise of libertarianism. Just like, yeah, okay, everybody has a bunch of money. We don't know how they got it. It's lost to history. Let's just, just <laughs> let's just operate from the assumption that they have it and that them having it is just, and we should organize structures that make sure that they keep it forever. I, uh, I think the actual fallacy there is that you can breed two cows together and make more. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say. Why not? <laughs> I mean, you, I, you, can, you can make them oh, scissors. Oh, whatever. <laughs> <Steers> <laughs> or cows, fuck off. Uh, nah, actually, mm. I think you'll find that that's incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, steers are yeah, chickens they... and steers are cows. Shut the fuck up. Well, yeah, and then you, they said that you're making a dynasty out of just like, first of all, somehow the two guys impregnate each other through scissoring, and then they <laughs> have kids, and then those kids breed. You just you have this farm filled with inbred, with inbred cows. That's the pinnacle of libertarianism. Uh, is there is there cow that like shoots like a half piss, half milk solution out of its udder? Is there a cow that listens to the cum town? <laughs> <laughs> uh, George Orwell predicted all of this in his book, uh, 1984. Yeah. I, George Orwell, yeah, like he said in 1984, the Animal Farm. Uh, <laughs> Some cows are better than none. Yeah, if you want to, pi- if you want a picture of the future, imagine the government taking your cows. For <laughs> this is why we don't have a, a, a royal family in America, though, because of the cow situation. When you breed yeah. them together, you need I- to read it in, in James in George Orwell's terrifying tale of life in a dictatorship where cheeseburgers are covered in uh, cooked onions, uh, animal style. <laughs> I did. I, <laughs> oh come on! <laughs> they aren't West Coasters. I, I think my favorite refutation of you guys, of you DSA people, this week has been from a guy who was fucking furious about a gas can, and a story that I read. They don't have a vent on the gas cans now. The government has fucked things up. And he, and, God damn it! <laughs> and in his article, he says, I'm pretty alert to such problems these days. Soap doesn't work. Toilets don't flush. Soap doesn't, <laughs> Soap work. doesn't work. Works what? for me. Works for me, buddy. You t- Is that what you're telling people after I just you emerge like- from your fucking gaming's area after 27 days without the- bathing? Oh, uh, yeah, no, liberal small soap doesn't work. I remember when Ronald Reagan was president, the soap never malfunctioned. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, just after eight years of Obama regulation, I'm covered in human shit all the time. <laughs> so, soap doesn't work, toilets don't flush, clothes don't wash What's clean. again? Toilets flush? What are you trying to flush? I, wait, no, I kind of agree with him on that one. I've been having some issues. <laughs> the toilets don't flush on the gamer diet, guys. <laughs> Um, but uh, toilets don't... Man, I just lost the damn thing now, guys. I'm sorry. But, but Bones don't work. He's, <laughs> his argument is that... His argument, guys, is that we want to put these same people that did the... Refrigerators break, too. Which is oh, definitely no. a government thing. That's the government's fault, yeah. I'm yeah. sure. Planned obsolescence is the government's fault. Yeah, that, it is. It is. Uh, it's those regulations. So you guys want to put those same people in charge of health care? Absolutely That's, not. No, dude. I remember when uh, the Obama refrigerators came, and he was like, <laughs> let me be clear. If you put non-halal food in here, your uh, refrigerator will break. <laughs> Uh, if you like your food, you can keep it. <laughs> there are. Uh, if, if, uh, 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 let me be clear. If you uh, like your dog, keep it in the freezer. <laughs> have it later for dinner. There you, are, have it for months. There are uh, 57 types of food in this refrigerator. 
<laughs> Did you pay for your food without food stamps? It will not get cold. <laughs> well, so actually, one of the things we've been covering on the show, uh, a topic that is also the government in, invading in our children's lives, and that's the D.A.R.E. program. Jeff's so, hell yeah. How many, how many D.A.R.E. Uh, alumni do how we have here today? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. Hell yeah. Hell how yeah. many of you are clearly worse? How many of you are high right now? <laughs> <laughs> hell yeah. I love that. It's coming back because Jeff Sessions said it was the most effective anti-drug treatment <laughs> program ever. And it's like, there's a ream of evidence that that is not true. And he's his a- basic his premise is, well, you know, these liberal scientists, they want everyone to be smoking drugs because then they'll think of things like, ooh, you know, what if we're all inside an, a molecule in another galaxy and then become scientists and deny God? And so they don't want to do that. I mean, he said... <laughs> I forgot what I was saying. <laughs> Drugs. Yeah. Right before the show. Yeah. Yeah. That's Street uh, Fight but, Curse. That is the Street Fight Curse, actually. <laughs> you come on stage with us, we're getting you too high. That's the way it fucking is. Rob Wisman, Matt Chrisman. <laughs> That's how. But, but, yeah, that it's been unfairly smeared by the yeah. media. Although you're in a room full of people who graduated there and are high as fuck right now. And really what we found out, what we found out by taking calls and talking to all these folks is they said, I never had any idea in my mind to do drugs until they brought drugs in. When they brought out that fucking big panel, that like state fair, science fair thing, it's like every drug in the world under a pane of glass. Yes. And you're like, there's joints and needles and like ground up stuff. It's like, oh shit. It's like in the movies. This is so cool. And and the guy telling you not to do it is like the shittiest cop in your city. Like in Die Hard, like in Die Hard, the cop who shot the kid, he wouldn't be on like fucking whatever Twinkie duty he duty, was on. Yeah. He wouldn't be on Twinkie duty. He would just be teaching Dare. <laughs> yeah, and against all the science that we know for a fact, it doesn't work. It has negligible effect. Big waste of money. You have Jeff Sessions sitting in his chair going, well, you see here, here's the thing about it, is that there, there is both uh, a word and the name of the program. You see, it's called an acronym. <laughs> and it's just, it's a word. You can say there, and everyone knows what you're referring to, but the individual letters have meanings, too. It's there, uh, drug abuse resistance education. So those words, when you think there, you're thinking those words, too, at the same time. Jeff Session six uh, double dog dare is the only thing that can invalidate the Fifth Amendment. <laughs> but I like the idea that the, the dare officer comes to your school and like the whole idea is that uh, they want to freak you out, they want to terrify you, so that the thought of using drugs is just so horrific to you in your in your young mind that you will you will stay with you into adolescence and adulthood. And they come in and they're like, okay, this drug does this. this. There's a whole, but what's really bad. You guys like cartoons, right? You're big, I'm sure your kids like cartoons. There's a whole class of drugs that if you take them, it'll be like your mind and body and soul will see the world and live in one of your cartoons. Can you imagine how terrifying that will be? There is, to be living in a cartoon? You get to meet He-Man. It's terrible. <laughs> he's not a cool guy. You think he's cool from the show, but he's a huge dick. There's this awful white powder you cut into lines with credit cards, and when you snort it, 
you and your friends talk about starting a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> you, you, you call your friend to tell them how courageous their seven-year-old son is for some reason. <laughs> you take this, it will ruin your life. You will never get a job. You will just stay at home all day, watching television, eating food, uh, DMing uh, strangers on the internet. About, no, no, you, know, you, yeah, you will not be brushing your teeth every night before yeah. you go to bed. You'll be eating cookies in bed every night. That's how bad your life will be. Well they, and they, well, they hand out that activity book, and it doesn't make any sense because they show all these kids doing things like, you know, uh, doing their homework. And you're like, I know what that's like, right? <laughs> They're riding their bicycle, right? You know what that's like? And then they show a kid in an alley with googly eyes. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know what that's like. <laughs> I got to get these googly eyes, man. <laughs> they actually told me the thing that really turned me on to drugs when I was a kid was they were like, you know what, man? They'll make you feel real good inside. They'll make you feel real good, sure. Yeah, for a few minutes. But then they'll make you feel bad inside. I'm like, well, I already feel bad inside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'd like a portion. few minutes to myself, please. <laughs> How is that something you tell kids? Like, yeah, after you do them, you'll feel confused and wrong about everything. <laughs> a deep sense of shame like you don't feel now as a 13-year-old. You won't feel right in your body. The other thing we've learned, the other thing we've learned about Dare that has killed me is that every single person that was in Dare, the cop came in and on the first day said, "Do you have any questions?" and the kid say, "Did you kill anybody?" <laughs> <laughs> every single one. And so we actually had somebody that wrote in and said, "You know, my dad's a Dare officer." And he spent every day of his career sitting in an office chair doing spreadsheets. <laughs> and then the dare shit. <laughs> but when it came time, when the kid asked him, he said, that's just something you don't ever ask nobody. It's a, a contemporary era Steven Seagal dare officer. He goes, I'll tell you one motherfucking thing about a true warrior. You never ask the motherfucker how many souls they've taken. Because you can't count that high, little boy. And then he takes the kid's wrist, like kid smoking a joint, he just takes his wrist and like puts him on, uses a keto on him. I've seen, I've seen spreadsheets with data that don't make no motherfucking sense. <laughs> there's peer pressure and then there's peer pressure points where you can reverse it on them. <laughs> Tell them they're uncool for doing drugs. Yeah. That was always a tactic, though, that they would tell you. Be like, no, I think drugs are fucking stupid, man. You're yeah. like, no, nah, it's fun. I'm doing it right now. I'm telling you. <laughs> that, well, did you see the poster that said, I don't need, the, the big billboard that said, I don't need marijuana to feel good? I'm Latino. <laughs> <laughs> new, D yeah. new DSA slogan. <laughs> new DSA national slogan. Yo, yo, where, it's wonderful. Where can I get some of this Latino? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that Trump 2020. That's it. It's uh, a slogan. I'm gonna date myself with this one, but the uh, I remember like most vividly the, the Dare TV commercial that I remember the most featured the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Yes. And it was it was one of those things. It was sort of like teaching kids like what's a snappy comeback. And it was like kids in like uh, the the locker, you know, the, the school hallway and the lockers, and then sort of the bad kid is like, hey, got some stuff you just gotta try. Pot. You know marijuana, and then the kid's like, I, I don't know. And then like Michelangelo pops out of the locker next door, and he's like, "Whoa, be cool." Here's, you know, the kid's like, "Oh, what's the matter? Are you chicken?" 
And then he's like, yo, this is how you get hip into him. I'm not chicken. You're a turkey. <laughs> Boom. Woo. Destroyed. Um, but once again, they're using the Ninja Turtles. As yeah. a, this is a, it gives a par- it's like a, it's conflicting messages because these were guys who just literally lived in a shitty, dirty room eating pizza all the time and, and, and partying and, with a fucking talking rat. Like... I would feel super... There's zero chance that Michelangelo ever passed a piss test. In his <laughs> yeah. life. And I would feel... They super- told you in the theme song, he's a party dude, Raphael cool but rude. He's on blow, of course. <laughs> that's, why, that's why Raphael started a record label that went bankrupt. <laughs> God, I get bummed sometimes thinking about where Michelangelo is in his 30s. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's a, you know, he's a uh, $5 a month Patreon subscriber. <laughs> okay, so let's keep this going. So that means that, uh, that uh, Donatello does machines on Adderall. <laughs> a libertarian. He's a fucking yeah, libertarian. Yeah, 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 he's yeah. an epic STEM guy. But yeah. he, he has a Leatherman clip on his yeah. Yeah. Leonardo is the authoritarian, though. That's it's very easy to turn down drugs when you have two katanas crossed behind your fucking back. <laughs> so he would be straight edge, and they're the crossed katanas. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. So yeah. Leonardo is straight edge. Donatello's Adderall. Michelangelo's Michelangelo's and Raphael is blow. That's canon. It's locked in. <laughs> locked in. Final answer. And, and like, no, that's true because. When you were growing up, did you know any fucking kid who said Leonardo or Donatello was their favorite Ninja Turtle? No, no. If they did, they're a fucking narc. That's like somebody picking Cyclops in the X-Men. Well, that's what people say about me, young Shabba. They say, I'm the, the Cyclops of uh, Shabba. <laughs> You're not the tolerable one. Yeah, that's exactly. Sure. Well, okay, obviously, I am Logan. No. <laughs> obviously, uh, uh, Freelix is Logan. So that the, what does that yeah, I'm a dark thing? hero with regenerative abilities, and I, I hang out in the woods uh, with a child that I know for some reason, <laughs> and I'm ableist. <laughs> uh, I mean, it's bad to say this now because I got my hair cut right before I came, but I'll be the beast. I think that's appropriate. All right. It makes sense. So does that make you, Virgil? Gambit. I, 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 don't, I, I, don't know, I don't know what, what cinematic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, dude, that's easy. Virgil's Gambit because he's the uh, card guy. He knows <laughs> the cards. That's, that's, hey, like, I... that's like the Lannisters, right? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah, Gambit, yeah. Gambit throwing uh, particle-charged fidget spinners. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I, I we, consider... We've gone down a dark path on this show. I think Virgil would be a good Nightcrawler. Oh, yeah. I could see it. I don't know who the fuck Nightcrawler is. Before we get... I'll be the fucking strongest one and the cool one. Virgil and I are the only two guys that don't watch cartoons up here. We're we're the only two guys who have had sex. (laughs) I believe that. Yeah, I'm going to actually actually just obliterate this line of discussion before I further indict myself any more than I already have. All right, so Dragon Ball Z. uh, (laughs) who's, Who's what here? The, my favorite fucking anti-drug ad I ever saw was it was just like a 45 year old dad with like he's coming home from work and he's undoing his tie and then he just starts smoking heroin <laughs> in his living room and I remember it was like you know he's not an addict he's my dad and I was like whose dad is like this this is I mean he's clearly yeah, but- he's going to work they, they have a nice house like I wish my dad did that that's cool he's a dad he's an addict Coming this fall to CBS. Dead it! <laughs> I wish my dad was a dark anti-hero. <laughs> that for me, that for me would have been a commercial for getting your own apartment. <laughs> I don't think I have to worry about doing smack again. Yeah. 
You can come home and do whatever you want. And plenty of Dadix co- uh, content is available on StreetFightRadio.com. Uh, the ad that I remember was when they got a little more advanced later on, they started using irony. And the one, it was a reference to like the cheesy 80s ones, like the one you talked about, Will, where it was like these two kids are playing basketball. It's like an older, younger brother. And the older brother's like, you know, what do you say when you know, someone pushes marijuana on you? And the younger one says, you know, it's something bullshit like that, like I ain't chicken, you know, turkey. And then they look at each other and they just break out laughing, like, oh, that's so lame. Yeah. But seriously, we're not going to do drugs. I like that a lot. I like bringing, uh, using abusiveness and like shitty yeah. comedy to. <laughs> To, to promote a message, like just read off Andy Borowitz headlines and be like, "You want to be this piece of shit?" <laughs> no, but seriously, invoke the castle doctrine. If anyone offers you drugs, <laughs> lock the wrist, bring it in. Yep. So, um, in, in addition to uh, you know socialist memes, drug memes, the other thing that uh, the Street Fight Boys have done uh, amazing work on. Uh, researching a kind of in a, a modern anthropology kind of way is the uh, the flat Earth movement no. <laughs> and, and society. No, no, but I just want to say, like, uh, a lot of you guys are probably traveling from elsewhere in the country. Maybe you're going to go home tomorrow. You came here. Probably a lot of you took planes. I know we did. So let me ask you: How many of y'all saw the curvature of the Earth's surface from a plane? Yeah. I bet you didn't. Nobody. Nothing. I hear nobody. Yeah, none. None, none of you. Of exactly. Was, Fucking it, crickets in this room. <laughs> yeah. So all you people that saw that flat line, give us a clap. Give us a round of applause if you saw Everybody's it. Everybody's like, I don't want to fo- No, they're filming this. I don't yeah. want to No, I'll lose my job. <laughs> I fucking love them, but I'm not. I, I want to say I'm a journalist. I'm an unbiased observer on the show. Yeah, absolutely. The earth. I yeah. Now I don't take a side, but I have never seen the curvature. <laughs> I, I'm tired of NASA bullshit. <laughs> I mean, there, there's a guy. There is a wrestler named AJ Styles who is a <laughs> yeah, right on. That's my favorite too. He, they, it came out that he was flat earth and the motherfucker had to go back on TV on fucking wrestling and say that he <laughs> believes the earth is round. <laughs> like, that's See? how fucking hard NASA is. Yeah, but Kyrie Irving doesn't have to do that yeah, shit. Yeah, Kyrie, they didn't get to him. Yeah, That was actually Lou Gehrig's uh, retirement speech and they edited it over it. <laughs> they poisoned him with ALS because he told all of Yankee Stadium that the earth was flat. <laughs> Today, I consider myself the luckiest man in the world because I have discovered the truth about the planet <laughs> yeah. that we live on. Yeah. Seriously, I- Flat Earth is the best, uh, best troll you can do to take seriously. I was in a conversation with a friend and I decided I was going to be devil's advocate, Flat Earth advocate. I was going to just talk about why the Flat Earth existed and why science is bullshit. And he got so mad, he just left. Yeah. He just walked home. I was going to drive him home, and he walked home. <laughs> Let me he tell you, so fucking mad at me. There's this guy that has been following me for probably three years, and he faves like every second or third tweet. And uh, he sent me a picture of the the ocean and these poles that were going down. And he was like, Brian, there's the curvature of the earth. And I said, yeah, right, buddy. Ever heard of a hill, dumbass? (laughs) 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 He was so fucking pissed. (laughs) I got a tweet storm from him after that. (laughs) You know, you're going a little too far for me. 
Like, shit, some of the things I've said on here is way more offensive than the earth is flat. That's how yeah. you know it's true, dude. That's how you know it's true. I know. I'm on to something for sure. <laughs> my uh, my favorite element of the, the, the flat earth lore and, well, Science, if you know, I mean, I don't want to. Yeah. Well, no, it's science. <laughs> it's science. The immortal fly- science of flat eartherism. Personal science. Per- yeah, science personal you, science. Science you do with your own hands. Sovereign science. Sovereign is what we science. Yes. 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 Absolutely. Yes. yes. Okay. My, my favorite part. I do of not the- recognize the authority of these scientific laws you speak of. <laughs> these laws were drafted in accord with a uh, admiralty flag. Yeah. This, uh, th- I do not recognize Rand McNally's authority. <laughs> Okay, so I, I, my favorite thing is of the, the, the disc world that we, uh, that we live on is uh, the continent of Antarctica is not like, you know, you probably think it's just sort of like a, you know, on the bottom of the earth. It's where just Santa a, Claus lives. Con- no, he lives in the North Pole. No, he lives in the North Pole, dude. Come on. Like, that's the same place, though. Like, if you, if you live under our rules, then there's an ice wall. All <laughs> yeah. oh, right, but that's the thing. They think that like, the, the, it's the continent of Antarctica is actually, that's the edge of the disc. And, like, the, the disc is surrounded by a giant ice wall, like, circle. And that's what Antarctica is. Yeah, we got and a little I've, hot spot. There's a little sun that's hanging out above us. Yep. God put it there underneath And, the and what I love about that is, like, I, you know, I've always wondered, like, well, you could just, you know, like, why don't you fund an expedition that they did it in the 19th century? You could go there and just, like, take a picture, like, you know, waving off the edge of the fucking planet. But the brilliant comeback to that is that actually to get to Antarctica or any of the research bases, you have to fly in on these gigantic cargo plans who are controlled by, guess who? The government and military. And you know what? That's right. That's a pretty good answer. And then I started thinking, my mom has actually been to Antarctica. What is she not telling me? What is she not telling you? She, uh, again, she's in on it. Will screaming at his mom at Thanksgiving, (laughs) why are you lying to me? (laughs) I know this planet's flat. I've seen the beautiful firmament. There she is. There's a picture of her sitting next to like like a penguin. And I know right after that picture happened, she just kicked it off the edge. (laughs) This is like the Civil War. It's like dividing families. You know? <laughs> there, there's a actually, so in, in, on Facebook, I'm a member of the group uh, Jordans and Nike Dunks Resale 43202. <laughs> <laughs> Some good shit sometimes, but it's mostly people asking too much. There's a guy that has, that goes live in the group. He's one of the moderators, and he is very adamant that the earth is very flat. And we got 100,000 views or more of people just going in while he went live and, and shut down every person that had something to say about it. Yeah, they usually got an answer, man. That's, that's part of being a flat earther, dude. And, and I, I really, I like it, man. I, I think, like, uh, fuck it, everybody can have their own little science. That's, there's no problem with that. You know what NASA stands for? Nefarious, arrogant, Semites. And Jews. <laughs> <laughs> Unfortunately, yeah, that is where a lot of conspiracy ends, ends up. I mean, it does present some problems, though, because then the protocols of the Elder of Zion, like the octopus is gripping a globe. <laughs> and he's like, well, maybe... I have to rethink some things about my uh, long-standing beliefs about wheels certain people. Wheels within wheels. It's folks. a Jewish pizza man now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> ah, population control. <laughs> ah, the fiat currency, wonderful. 
<laughs> yeah, if you take the photo from above, though, of like a flat Earth, it still looks like a globe. Uh, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But that's got to be a really long octopus. There, there is a fucking guy on Brett Street now that has a uh, flag outside of his house with a round Earth on it, and I'm like, they're declaring war on us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I think they know where we are. No, this is, dude. You're living the movie Colors. <laughs> it's the uh, Earth Gang with does, a more does, important gang. I mean. It's fun to troll, but like it does, I see why it's so such a good troll because like we'll talk with Brian and Brett will be having chuckles and fun, and it's like that's great, great irony. But then I'll think in my back of my head, I'll be like, Brian knows the Earth is round, right? <laughs> like, he's right, doing, he's doing a bit, right? My fucking family has pulled me aside at things now, and like Brian, it's it's round, I promise you. No, I'm taking this Patreon to the moon. I gotta see it myself. Yeah, well, that's what we can want to get money off of everybody who, all you ball earthers out there, to send Brad up into space. I trust him. Prove him he wrong. He will tell me. Prove I'll him wrong, science people. I trust the one truth. man, I would and like, it's him. I would like it if there were flat earth people that thought that the, the planet is a disc, but the, I mean, the moon is obviously a globe. <laughs> the moon is the funniest thing with That's them. the difference between uh, Maoists and Marxists, by the way. <laughs> Well, that's one of my favorite things with them is they're just obsessed with the size of the sun now. So they'll they'll just say like, "Well, look at the sun; it only looks that big. It's not no, as big as that." No, ever. no, <laughs> I swear no, to you, no. <laughs> he's getting mad. He's getting mad, Mister Irony out there, fucking... Mister having some yucks with the irony. And now he's like, they don't really think that, do they? <laughs> just a teeny tiny little sun, man. Look it's, up there. It's really fucking strong. <laughs> no, it's not. not. Yeah, for babies it is. <laughs> for little pussy babies that can't stare directly into it all That's day. That's what the fluoride is for. It increases the intensity of the sun rays to yeah. your eyes so it feels stronger. That's why I'll, they give fluoride to little bitch babies. <laughs> I mean, I think you guys, if you really want to get a look into their minds, you're we're right at the right time in history because there's going to be an eclipse yeah. and the memes are already filtering out about how the eclipse proves that the Earth is flat. <laughs> but that's so, the opposite of what an eclipse does. Yeah, I know. They said shadows don't work like this. And then they, <laughs> <laughs> no, they're right. They posted a picture of the exact way that shadows work, if anybody's ever seen one. I love them, man. They're my people. I, I, listen, flat earthers, so, flat earthers can be socialists, and socialists yes. can be flat earthers. <laughs> Sam, Chris. I love okay. the flat earth, flat earth I can pass out on. I just love how flat it is. I enjoy it. Yeah, no, uh, Sam Chris's take is that you cannot imagine... Socialism overtaking the earth until you imagine that it is flat. Oh, yeah. It's a, it's a part of it. We have to get through that. We have to get through that. We, we need, need flat earthers and corn fans. That's what we're shooting. That's, so that's good. Yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. how do they explain a corn concert in a crop circle? My favorite film. <laughs> you, can, uh, you can teach yourself anything with the internet today. That's what's yeah, good about yeah, it, man. Yeah. You can turn, teach yourself at, uh, admirality law. You that's can teach how yourself. <laughs> Yeah, that's how we invented socialism when we started doing this show. <laughs> we just we looked up every political belief system on earth and we we're like, yeah, what if it was like, you know, everyone's social and then it, like racism ism. <laughs> it's racism is the ism, right? Yeah, you, yeah. It's mixed that's up. That's where the ism there. comes from, yeah. And yeah, now he, here you are, a member of our organization that we <laughs> we uh, co own, and uh, yeah. It works out. 
How's Al Giordano taking the uh, convention? Does anybody know out there? Is well, and everyone okay? is blocked by him, so there's no way we could know. <laughs> Brad Payne is not blocked by Al Giordano. There is one wow. man on this stage that is able to read his tweets. The only good boy online. <laughs> I would imagine not well. <laughs> no, I'm sure it's, 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 it's this room is a bunch of dude bros. I'm seeing that, except for there's women in the room, but you're all dude bros, really. You don't have to yeah, be, lady. You don't have to be a dude bro to be a dude bro. Uh, uh, shout out to everyone who came tonight and their girlfriends. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to get the I can't wait to get the DMs that are like, you know, my girlfriend actually liked the show. <laughs> Every time. She looked up for her dang Instagram one time. <laughs> oh, I was just standing in the back holding my boyfriend's coat, and I caught like a little you know, snatches of it. I liked it. I think one of them thinks the earth is flat. <laughs> oh, Al's uh, taking it as he's, he really loves the new anti-harassment policy because uh. he thinks it's for him. <laughs> you ain't That's right. That's right. They passed it. That was it, great. And then he went on and was like, excuse me, DSA, you are violating your own policy by not addressing my complaints about harassment from your members. It's like, it's an internal harassment policy. And by the way, the best part about that, the the woman who drafted the policy responded to him and go, hey Al, uh, you don't know what the fuck you're talking about. It's not about you. You're a corncob bitch. Bye. <laughs> and then blocks, blocks. I think, I think it's in poor form to talk about Al considering what's going on in his life. He got picked up by yard dicks in the train station on his way here. <laughs> Hitching the hobo car on the back to Chicago. I respect L. That these things still project no matter what. <laughs> I don't care. I have no secrets. <laughs> all right. Uh, Kill them all, of course. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, why don't uh, is uh, Josh Androwski in the house? Where's Josh? I hear him. Oh, yeah, that's him. him. That's him. Josh coming. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a treat for the only for the people on stage, not for you guys. But it'll be worth watching hello. for sure. Josh Androwski, ladies and gentlemen. Josh Androwski, L.A. L.A. chapter. Hey, I'm DSA L.A. We're the ones that the trusteeship was about. How are you? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I just wanted to, you know, Street Fight is like of the people. And uh, I just feel like I want to give you, you were talking about drugs. And so I wanted you to do the people's drug, sure. which is, of course, Whippets. <laughs> So now, you're not blocked by... I don't know how to do this without erasing you like Al Giordano. Uh, so I want you to think about, while you're doing this whip it... Oh, there's an empty one in there already. That's fun. That's well, fun. the last time I did them, we would inhale and then jump down the stairs. But I don't want to recreate that. I don't want to recreate that. All right. What about stage diving? No, I'm totally kidding. I'm totally kidding. No, what I want you to... Let somebody stage dive on a show that I'm on because I fucking hate it. <laughs> what? I hate getting kicked in the fucking head. Have you ever been kicked in the head by a stage diver? It feels about as good as whippets. So I want you to do this whippet, and I want you to, after you've inhaled the whippet, say the account that you're the proudest of getting a block from. 
I don't get blocked. You don't get blocked? No, so nice on there. Good boy. Uh, then I'm say regular. the stupidest thing you can think of. <laughs> Folks, do try this at home. <laughs> the, when I spent my early days uh, as a cook uh, at All Star Cafe. You know that one? It was owned by all like the sports celebrities. And Wayne it, Gretzky, Michael Jordan, Bo Jackson. Oh, it was like fucking... playing Hollywood for shock. <laughs> right? yeah. Yeah. Oh my god, that was such an amazing time in American history when we had all these fucking restaurants themed around different professions. You had the Planet Hollywood, the Hard Rock Cafe. There was a Models Cafe in New York. WWE, the restaurant yes. was out there. ESPN Zone. God damn it, we're collapsing as a country. <laughs> when was the last no- new one of those to come out? We don't that do is it. the fucking sign of civilizational decline. Yeah, America's going down the tubes, man. Yeah. When I worked there, you used to be able to steal a case of uh, whipped cream and do it in the parking lot on your break. <laughs> like, where, where's the operator-themed restaurant? Where's the Chris Kyle restaurant? <laughs> Headshots. Cracker Barrel. Headshots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to the moon. <laughs> it's the round. Fake, the fake moon. By the way, it's a hologram. Right? How you feel up here? A whip it on stage sounds like a fucking nightmare to me. It's, it's beautiful. There's no curvature in the people in the crowd at all. Everything is just serene and flat. So calm. No disruptions. I'm loving it. Thank you. I pre- Thanks for coming up and doing that. I mean, you're a real hero. Give him a round of applause. Josh, everybody. That's Josh. You fucking handled that, dude. It's like you do them all the time. That was like fucking smoking a cigarette for you. <laughs> so the last time we did like we would do four cartridges at a time. And the last time I did four cartridges, I looked at my friend and I said, "You got to have nine one one ready just in case." <laughs> Down nine one and then one when I tell you. Yeah. <laughs> one one one. <laughs> well. All right, guys. Uh, before before we uh, before you leave you this evening, I just wanted to say once again, thank you guys all for coming out. Thank gals you, gals too, gals too. Sorry, especially guys. So fucking wow. Wow. women. Wow, way to confirm every goddamn claim. You've done it. Oh, wait till you hear what I've got to say. <laughs> Felix, fix this thing. <laughs> um. Wow, how am I going to dig myself out of this hole? Um, just kind of trying to finish strong, but uh, shot myself in the dick. Um, no, uh, I just want to say uh, thanks for coming out. Thanks to the DSL again for their lovely convention. Uh, genuinely, though, uh, I have had a really great time this week. I think it's been really fun and really encouraging because genuinely, like, with, you know, if you believe the earth is flat, you believe it's round. What I saw is a lot of people who, who do believe in a better future and are working towards it. And I think you have to just believe. A better, flatter earth. <laughs> Thick earth. <laughs> I, I, I love my thick earth. Oh, I love my curvy earth so much. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, I love my flat earth. She's flat as a pancake and there's nothing hotter. Anyway, thanks to Street Fight, Brett and Brian. Oh! 
And thanks again to you guys. Thanks we are Chapo Trap House. Thank you. Thank Cheers. Thank you, everybody. I ain't afraid of no ghost.